Good afternoon, guys. This is Sean today. Welcome to the show. Uh, this is the weekly briefly. It's, it's, it's coming along a couple days late. It's Monday right now. It's February 9th, 2015. And uh, last week's episode uh, obviously got delayed by a few days. Um, Fridays, I try to take a half day with my family. So I just kind of work uh, up until uh, early afternoon. Once my two boys wake up from their naps, I try to be done with my day. From then, I have the whole rest of the day uh, to be with the family. It's kind of special time. And uh, I didn't get everything done that I normally do. I normally record the show on Fridays um, later in the mornings and whatever. Life just happened. Ran a little bit late. And uh, instead of working a late day on Friday, I decided to just uh, delay the show by a couple days and and keep my commitment with my family to uh, hang out. We went and ran some, ran some errands, and the weather was just so nice. Uh, so I got to get out with the boys for a little bit. So that's always a lot of fun. And uh, and then Friday was a date night, which is uh, always awesome. Always awesome. If, if Ten years of marriage is that's probably the my, my one point of advice. Have a date night. Keep it. <clears throat> even after you have kids. Even if it's just like Starbucks or like, well, I mean, sure, they're somewhere better than Starbucks. But, you know, it doesn't even have to be special, right, in terms of, a fancy restaurant or an expensive place or an expensive movie. Movies are so freaking expensive, right? Just just go out, drive around, listen to Christmas music. That's one of our favorite things to do in the wintertime uh, before the holidays is, uh, you know, just take some hot chocolate, even in a thermos, drive around, look at Christmas lights, listen to Pandora Christmas radio station. But anyways, uh, we're not here for marriage advice, though uh, I'm always willing to shell some out. I um, actually wanted to talk about email today. I uh, wanted to talk about um, the, the, the unofficial title of the show. Well, I guess it will become the official title is The Inbox Conundrum. And uh, I, just recently, like literally on, on Friday, I announced uh, this weekly uh, email newsletter that I'm going to start publishing. Uh, it's called The Fight Spot, which uh, longtime, longtime readers of the site <clears throat> like you know, five, six, seven years back, uh, may may remember the fight spot. The the few of you who have been around for that long, um, that was actually my my original um, uh, kind of my original blog that sort of provoked me to get into writing more about tech stuff, which is why I started Chamblanc.net, and then here we are, you know, years later, and it's it's now my full time gig. Um, so the fight spot was <clears throat> it was kind of a uh, you know, it was like a, a, a blog. It was very personal. Um, you know, I was, I was in full-time ministry at the time. So a lot of the content I was writing there was, was related to, uh, you know, like Bible study stuff and ministry related stuff. I was traveling with a band. Um, uh, and so I would talk about, you know, the, the places I was going and the, and the, the things that we were doing, uh, and things like that. So one day I wrote like a review of this app called Ecto, which was like a blogging, desktop blogging software. And, and someone made a comment like, why are you writing about this? And I had really enjoyed doing the review. So I decided oh, I'm going to start another website that's that's more targeted towards the tech stuff. And I can write about technology over there and whatever. I can write about whatever I want was my idea. And uh, and so that's kind of where Schoenblank.net uh, came about. So here we are. And then a couple of years later, I ended up taking Schoenblank uh, full time. And, and actually today is sort of the four-year anniversary, uh, February 9th, 2011. <clears throat> Excuse me, got, got a frog in my throat. February 9th, 2011, uh, I was actually plotting, uh, preparing to announce uh, the membership drive and things like that. I remember I'm, I'm, I was literally like looking through my journal today um, 
and just kind of went back. You know, you ever just do that? You go back, okay, what did I write on this day one year ago, two years ago, three, four, five years ago, whatever. So February 9, 2011, I was plotting the membership stuff and getting ready to announce it. Um, and so it's, it's kind of crazy, like, wow, coming up on four years now that I've been doing this gig full time. And uh, that month prior, so January 2011, uh, I just had been spending so much time because I decided, all right, you know what? I think I'm going to do. I think I'm going to actually take SeanBlanc.net full time. I had talked to, uh, you know, my wife was on board. I talked to my dad and my mom. You know, hey, do you guys think this is a good lifestyle choice that I should be making? There's, you know, to, to quit my job of ten years and and blog on the internet as a full time living. And, and they were actually for it. A lot of my friends were for it. Uh, and things like that. So I'd kind of, you know, okay, I had a lot of confirmation. So I was like, okay, I got it. How the heck am I going to make money doing this? And I was making about um, $1,000 a month at the time. I think there was the Fusion ads, and I was doing some RSS sponsorships. And I think I was making about 1000 bucks, give or take. Uh, maybe it was a little bit more than that. Maybe it was, um, I, I can't remember, honestly. It's been so many years. And I was like, okay, I bet I could double or triple this. Um, you know, that would at least be enough to kind of get me off the ground. And you can't survive on two to three thousand a month, especially if if it's the sole source of income. Uh, but I was like, I bet I could get enough. Um, you know, right off the bat, somehow do like a membership drive, and that was kind of like my only other idea for for income. I was like, ads and memberships, like that was it in terms of I, I didn't have any other ideas for how to make money. Um, and then my my context for how to do a membership drive was uh, I kind of had three other data points that I had seen, and this was about it. And there was uh, Roger Ebert. He had like an email newsletter that he sent out. I think it was every day. It might have been once a week. And it was like movie reviews and stuff about movie. And I mean, Robert, Robert uh, Roger was just such an incredible writer. Like it was, I mean, his newsletter was very, very popular. Um and, you know, fantastic writer. And so he had this newsletter that he sent out, uh, I think like every day, and he was charging something like 25 or 30 bucks a month, I think. Um, and then uh, Marco Arment had this subscription to Instapaper that gave you the ability to search your Instapaper archives and stuff like that. And that was a dollar a month. Uh, he was charging basically the bare minimum. And then uh, Daring Fireball had a membership that was going in. Uh, John Gruber was charging $19 a year. So I kind of like had all these random data points and I decided I was going to charge $2 a month, uh, which felt like I was being so greedy. I was like, who in the world is going to pay $2 a month, right? Um, and now I charge a whopping $4 a month. And even that I'm going, this is this is pathetic. $4 a month is nothing. Um, like I, I think if I could go back and do it again, I probably would have started the membership at like $9 a month. Instead of three, I ended up doing three. Three was like this big, I'm I'm charging $3 a month. It felt like so much money um, at the time. If I go back, I would charge $9 easily. And I'm actually considering bumping it up to $9 uh, come the the, the four-year anniversary of the membership drive when I I do that later in the the coming months. Uh, I think I'm going to bump it up to nine. Uh, we'll see. I've, I've, uh, there's a bazillion things to consider in that regard. So we'll, we'll, we'll get on that some other show. Um, so I was going to do the membership and the main thing I was considering doing for the, the perk of the membership was there was two big perks. One was, Hey, I'll be writing SeanBlanc.net full time. Uh, and there's about four, I think four to 6,000 people were reading the site, uh, every day in terms of like RSS subscribers and, and, uh, and so I was kind of going, like, there wasn't a ton. Um, so I was like, hey, you know, um, I'm going to write this full time. And, and so there was like a small audience, you know, people that were interested in the site. 
people that liked the site. Um, and I was like, hey, the main perk, if you can support me as a member, if you join up, be a member, uh, the main perk is that I'll be able to do this full time. And that's that's the mostly what you'll be doing. But guess what? There's there's an additional advantage and I'm going to do this show, uh, Sean today, which is that ended up being the main perk. But before that, I had my original idea for the the membership perk was going to be this email newsletter it was going to be the members journal is what it was called and uh it was going to have basically like like some article some behind the scenes article that I was going to write uh and then it was going to have what was called the quote unquote the cut list which was all the links uh to stuff that I'd come across that week that I thought were interesting but which I didn't think were interesting enough to put on shambong.net um, and in retrospect, looking back, I'm like, that sounds horrible, right? Like, hey, guys, thanks for paying for being a member. Here's all the crap that I didn't think was good enough for the general public. But since you're paying me, I'll go ahead and share it with you, right? Like, Here's all the stuff that didn't make it, you know, the leftovers. Um, yeah, it's, it's kind of funny to, to look back at it. But hey, you, you got to start with a bad idea, right? You got to start with something. And then you build from there. Uh, but I ended up getting talked out of doing the members journal. Uh, my friend Sean Spurdy and Daniel Jalkett, uh, I'd been talking with them about some business advice and just getting advice from them. Uh, and they were like, don't do, don't do an email newsletter. Do something that's more personal. Um, and it was Sean's idea to do a podcast. What if you did a podcast every day? Um, and so that's kind of where the idea for Sean today came about. And it was uh, this idea that, you know what, like writing is the main thing that I'm trying to do. I'm asking people to support me in my writing. And why would I want to hide some of my writing behind a paywall in terms of the email newsletter? But if it was the same type of content, obviously I wouldn't have to talk about something new or different, but if it was the same type of content, but from a different medium, like the podcast, then there's a value there. Uh, You're not hiding your best work behind a paywall, but you're also still generating something that that can have really great work as a part of it. Um, so I ended up getting talked in doing the podcast. I think we're at like 600 episodes plus, um, somewhere around there. It's, it's been great. Um, I do think Sean today, I, I think we're going to see some changes to the podcast this year, but, um, I don't know. We'll see. Sometimes, you know, you can just sense, all right, it's time to make a slight adjustment, time to, to tweak things. So we'll see where it goes. Um, so anyways, so all that said, here we are, 600 uh, episodes later, we're, we're four years in, and I'm looking at 2015 and, and Sean and what, what's, what's going to happen? And so here I am, and I'm launching this email newsletter, The Fight Spot, right? Here, here, here we are. It's an email newsletter. And uh, the response so far has been great. Uh, I had like 600 people sign up for it over the weekend, so that's really encouraging. Um, so thanks to everyone who's, who's jumping in there. Um, Plus a lot of the members, right? People that I ended up actually doing the members journal as well, but it kind of never really took off. I think I did like four or five uh, copies of the the members journal, very few over the years. Um, so everyone that was signed up on that also got kind of brought over. So, um, so looking at the thing, okay, why am I doing this email newsletter? Um, so I thought I would share a little bit about it. Like, okay, you know, it, it's not an uncommon thing. A lot of people are doing these email newsletters. What's the point? Um, what is there to to you know, is there advantages, disadvantages? Why am I doing it? So I thought I would just kind of share my my story, my take as a data point uh, for this. For those of you that signed up and you're kind of curious what to expect, for those of you that may be considering doing an email newsletter of your own, um, you know, here, might give you some ideas or whatever. So uh, here's the first data point is that I have an email newsletter that we've been doing every week for the suite setup. And then just recently with the relaunch of Tools and Toys, we also have been doing an email newsletter uh, for that. And those are just very, um, 
you know, honestly, they're very impersonal right now. They're very uh, straightforward. And mostly what it is, is it's at the end of the week, we send it out on Friday afternoons and says, hey, here's everything that we published this week. Thanks so much for reading. You know, see you next week, right? It's it's very low key. Um, I've actually been talking to Jeff Abbott, who does the, the newsletters, and I did them for a long time, and then Jeff does them now. Um, and we're going, hey, you know, I think these could be better. They could be more personal. And so that's something that we're, we're considering how to make them a little bit more intimate, a little more personal, um, as opposed to just kind of like, a, hey, here's here's what's happening. But even still, even though they're very impersonal, these news- newsletters already have a 75% open rate uh, with a 20% click-through rate, which is incredible, right? Like that's 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 huge for uh, you know a generic email newsletter like ours in our industry. I think a lot of it uh, speaks to just the quality of the readership that's on Tools and Toys, that's on Sweet Setup, you know, and and basically it's also showing that hey, you know what? People like to track with stuff through email. Uh, my friend Matt Alexander runs this company called Need, and uh, they their entire business model is 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 very centered around their email newsletter, and he's got three hundred thousand people on his email newsletter list. Uh, and they have a, a fantastic open rate, fantastic click-through rate. Uh, and so like there is a place for for email newsletters. I know also firsthand uh, because I myself am a subscriber to several email newsletters. Uh, a friend of mine, Chris Bowler, had one that was amazing. It was awesome. Um, he ended up uh, shutting it down after uh, a couple months, which is unfortunate because I looked forward to it every Saturday. It was a really great uh, email newsletter. Dave Pell sends out an email uh, every day on his next draft email newsletter. Uh, my friend Sean McCabe has one for his site uh, that goes out on Sunday nights. Uh, Federico Vitici and his team over at Mac Stories, they do one every Friday as well. And I subscribe to all these and I read them. I don't read every single Next Draft, but I read every single of uh, Sean McCabe's newsletters and I read all Federico's. And these are interesting. They're, they're personal. They're well-written. Uh, I look forward to these email newsletters. Um, and these are even for sites that I track with and I follow these people on Twitter. Um, but and I'll, I'll talk about this in a minute, but my own usage of RSS is kind of weaning a little bit. Uh, and so for some of the sites that I really value the things that they write about, I know they're putting out good stuff and I really want to stay up to date with the consistency of what's going on. And I want to just stay in contact with the author. I feel connected on a personal level to the people behind those sites. Uh, I, I appreciate sign, being able to sign up for some of their email newsletters uh, if they're good. Another friend of mine, CJ Shivers, has a, a, a newsletter for called A Lesser Photographer, and uh, he sends out occasionally, he'll send out links to like photo-centric stuff. It's really cool, and he's, he's good at finding good stuff. So, so th- there's, you know, these email newsletters that I like, and then also, uh, you know, when something important's coming out, and I'm, I'm excited about what it may be, there's a, a new product or a company is, is going to ship something, um, a lot of times I want to know about it, I will sign up through email. I don't trust Twitter because, uh, for one, I try to check Twitter uh, not that often uh, when I can help it. And two, just the signal-to-noise ratio on Twitter is super, super, super crazy. And uh, so it's just easy to miss stuff on Twitter, right? Whereas with email, though, I definitely have way more email in my inbox than I can manage and, and, and reply to. I still see almost every single email that comes in. So if someone emails me, I'm almost sure to see it and and to get it, right? So that if there's something important that I want to know about, there's an announcement, I want to know about it, email is the best way to tell me about it. If you want to correspond with me, email is a horrible way to correspond with me. I'm a horrible email newsletter or a horrible email correspondent, but that's that's a a story for another day. Um, And then also, here's another reason that I want to do email newsletters is I've seen the fruit from it. Uh, in in my own uh, my own products, my own work that I've done. Uh, when I first, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit of story. 
with delight is in the details is this book that I wrote. Uh, it's all about you know doing our best creative work and 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 sweating the details and taking the time to think through the products and to inject uh, you know little elements of delight and surprise uh, into the work that we do. Right. So I wrote this book. Uh, it's been almost two years now, about a year and a half uh, plus that I wrote it. And, um, and when I was almost done with the book, I, you know, I had this email list. I, I was like, Hey, you know, if you want to want to know when the book comes out, sign up for email and, and I'll, I'll send you an email. Um, so basically people joined that email list. I emailed them basically like the day that the book came out, Hey, it's out, here you go. And that was kind of it. It was like the single serving email list. Um, and you know, book sales went really well when I first launched the book, it did great. I think in that first year I sold um, about 900 copies, not quite, but almost 900 copies in the first year. Well, I came out with a, a version two of Delight is in the Details. I, I added some more interviews, added a couple more chapters, went through, um, updated all the audio, kind of remastered everything, um, you know, updated one of the audiobook chapters and, and, and just included some additional content. Um, and then what I did was, as I'm announcing it ahead of time, uh, so I, I reopened up the email list. Hey, if you're interested, you know, you can sign up uh, through email and I'll, I'll, I'll let you know when the book comes out. But then everyone that was on that email list, I started communicating with them on a weekly basis and sending out emails related to the book and, you know, sharing some essays, chapter samples, here's what to look forward to, here's what's going to be in the book, etc. cetera. Um, and that kind of went to everyone who had, you know, everyone who had uh, not yet bought the book that was interested in it. So I was doing that, and when the the version two of the book launched, the uh, the sales were astronomically bigger than they had been before. And in the first twenty four hours, I think maybe forty eight hours, I can't remember for sure that the details are a little hazy, um, but it was like right in there. The first twenty four to forty eight hours, uh, I sold as many copies. I sold like almost like another eight to nine hundred or something like that. Um, maybe not quite, but it was. Um, I sold a ton and almost doubled the amount of revenue that I had earned on the book for the whole first year. I did almost that same amount of revenue in like the first two days. Like it was just this huge spike in sales. And I attribute a huge amount of that success to the email newsletter I was sending out, communicating with people through email. The book's coming. Here you go, and and the, that personal communication it was a huge spike, um, and I you know here I, and the book had already sold right like it had been out there for a year, and so I had assumed everyone that was interested in it had already bought it, uh, but no, it wasn't true at all. So basically, um, you know, I've seen the, the the fruit of it for for my own products as well. So. Okay, so I, I think there's a case for, yeah, you know what? Email newsletter is, uh, there's a place for them. People are interested in them and, and you can, uh, it, it's good for you. It's good for other people. Like like people are interested in receiving them. And I think it's a it's a really great, fantastic way to communicate with your audience and, and to, to, to connect on a little bit more personal level because email is extremely personal. And, and if you can write in a personal fashion, if you can write this email newsletter as if it's a one-to-one communication with people uh, and, and, and treat the, the reader uh, with respect and with value, uh, I think there's a lot of value in the email newsletter in that regard. So let's, let's, let's look at it from a different standpoint uh, in terms of uh, for, for syndicating content. Uh, you know, I'm in the, the business of writing and, and publishing my work to the internet. And so I obviously I want myself to be syndicated as far and wide as possible. And the biggest channels that I have for that uh, are, are two channels right now. And now a third with email, the, they are RSS and Twitter. Those are the, the biggest ways that I syndicate my content. Um, RSS is great. 
uh, for, um, you know, as a, as a reader, you, if you subscribe to RSS feeds, right, like that's a great way to consume content or to, to, to uh, um, subscribe to content is uh, you've got your feed reader of choice, you know, uh, unread or reader or whatever other service you want to use. Uh, and you open up that app and you've got all your new articles, boom, right there. They're in one spot. You're with an app that you're familiar with, you're comfortable. And that's kind of where you can control, right? Like that's your inbox for new articles is that RSS reader. Um, and so it's it's really, really great. Uh, but I personally am, am looking at my own usage of RSS and I see that it has diminished over time. Uh, I'm still subscribed to a lot of feeds, but I don't read them quite as much as I used to. And I suspect that a lot of people are in the same boat. And, and I, I kind of almost see this turning point where we're going from subscribing to a lot of stuff to, to going back where we just you know track with a few uh, content producers, a few writers, a few podcasters, whatever it may be. Um, and, and so I think that's part of the re- reason we're seeing a little bit of, of spike again in the email newsletter, you know, uh, uh, you know, push that, that, that people think it's important to have email newsletters, uh, is because I think we're, we're drifting a little bit away from, uh, you know, RSS usage, uh, which is fine. I think people should be able to, to subscribe to content however they want, uh, and, and, and get it in the inbox and in the app that they, they choose. Uh, so that's one way that I syndicate my content. Uh, the other is through Twitter, which is great. Uh, Twitter is certainly one of the like biggest traffic drivers to my websites. Um, and it's a great way to spread the word about new articles, but it's only an announcement platform, right? Like you can't really uh, share content. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you can tweet, but if I got an article to write that I want to share, you can't write it on Twitter unless you want to, you know, do a, a tweet storm or whatever and, and blast out 75 tweets in a row. That is your article one sentence at a time. Um, so, so Twitter is great, but like I said, it's, it's, it's not a, uh, a replacement for, uh, you know, posting articles and, and, and things like that. And what's, what's nice about email is it's, you know, it's direct to inbox. It's, it's personal to, to your reader. Uh, and then also like as someone, when you receive that email, you can set up rules, you can have it auto filtered into certain inboxes. If you want, you can forward it to Instapaper if you like and things like that. And so it's not like it's just stuck there staring at you if you, if you don't want it. Um, you know, there's other options. If you don't want to do RSS, but you want to do email, but you don't want to be inundated with email, you can set up your email rules uh, accordingly to, to, to that, that serve your needs best. Right. Um, you know, I think that for many people, uh, you know, they don't want another email, which is fine because, you know, if that's you, if you're listening and you're like, I didn't sign up for the email newsletter, I'm not signing up for any email newsletters. I'm, I'm done with email. I hate it. Uh, you know, that's totally, absolutely, completely fine, right? You, you, can, uh, you can still follow along, you know, on my site, it's, there's RSS is still 100% valid. I still treat RSS like a first class citizen. You can follow along on Twitter. You can just go to the homepage and check the site, right? Like, that's fine. Like, there's nothing, um, you know, secret or exclusive or hidden in the email newsletter. Uh, that's not going to be in other places as well. Um, but for me as a publisher, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it. Uh, my first investment, my most important investment is, is into my audience. Like you guys, if you're listening to this show, if you read the site, like I am continually thinking about how I can best serve you, how we can get the most amazing content that you're interested in. What can I write that has the most value that can help you? Uh, and, and that is for me, like that's the long game. If you've got that uh, readership and an audience that, that you're able to provide value for, that you're able to connect with and, and build relationship, build a meaningful relationship, uh, with that audience, like that is 
um, that is the foundation of a, of a good uh, creative career in online publishing is, is having a great relationship with your readership. And so for me, I'm looking at that and I'm going, okay, how can I provide value? How can I be more interesting? How can I be more relevant? How can I serve you guys? And, and a lot of that I'm going, you know what? I think I can help build this membership base. I can help build the readership. I can connect better through an email newsletter. I genuinely uh, see some value in it and adding value partly because, you know, the personal component, you know, you get an email in your inbox, it's from Sean. Uh, you know, if I can write it in a way that's personal, it's, it's, it's direct, you know, me to, to you connection. There's a, there's a sense of personal, uh, personalness to it and things like that, which adds a lot of value and hopefully helps build, uh, you know, a, a, a good, you know, writer to reader relationship. Uh, also going, you know what, like if you as a reader uh, are interested in subscribing to the newsletter because that's your preferred method for being notified of new articles uh, and things like that, then awesome. Like I can serve in that regard uh, and I can make the newsletter, you know, higher quality as opposed to something that's impersonal. And also I'm just looking at, uh, you know, it's been four years since I've been doing this site, uh, you know, and and I, I want to see some new things come to pass. I feel like 2015 is going to be uh, you know, it, in 2013, I spent a lot of energy building uh, the suite setup. 2014, uh, we we redid uh, tools and toys, and I'm like, 2015 is is coming back to Chamblanc.net. What can I do to to you know reboot this site uh, in a, in a way that you know now matches the the quality and the consistency uh, that are on these other two sites? Tools and toys, the suite setup are incredible, incredible sites. Um, and I'm like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm up in the game on these sites. I got to keep it up with SeanBunk.net as well. How can I up the quality? Uh, and, and I, I'm see that as, as going, all right, like, you know, by far and away the most reliable, uh, and most profitable source of income for me, uh, is the readership is, is you guys, it's through the membership stuff. It's through, uh, selling my products and things like that. And it's something I'm against advertising, uh, by any means, but I mostly want to build relationships with, with my readership and with the listenership to the show. Uh, and, and so I want to focus on how to provide the most value uh, to you guys, how to build products that you're going to like, how to build products that you want to enjoy and, and that you'll buy. And and I'm looking at the email newsletter as, as being a, a critical component to that uh, for, for, you know, uh, adding an additional stream for where the content is syndicated, adding additional uh, way to communicate uh, and, and interact with the readership for the site uh, and just building things out and, and looking to the future for, for what's next. So, uh, you know, so basically like I'm looking at, uh, you know, what makes, you know, what makes this newsletter different? Like from my newsletter, how's it different uh, from, from the site itself, from RSS, whatever. Uh, in some ways, nothing at all, nothing different at all. Like a lot of the articles that will be in the newsletter uh, will be the same articles or very similar to the articles that I publish on SeanBlanc.net. Uh, it's not going to be exclusive content uh, or anything like that, um, but it is going to be personal and it's going to be intentionally curated, put together uh, with thought. Uh, and, you know, there'll be a few links at the bottom, you know, maybe a few links to the kind of the best of what's been posted uh, on my site and on Sweet Setup and on Tools and Toys maybe during the week. We'll see. Um, and the main topics, you know, here's what I'm excited about is it's going to be this newsletter, um, you know, kind of focusing in on a topic, a single topic uh, regarding things along the lines of creativity, uh, technology, 
that empowers creativity, uh, our focus that empowers us and helps us to do our best creative work, um, and, and things like that. Like I, it's it's along that that line. And one of the main things that I'm doing it for is you know I got the power focus life coming up in in the next few months. Uh, and so really wanting to start interacting with you guys about that book, about the contents in it, about the table of contents, the the topics, the research, the feedback, and things like that, getting you guys to to help uh, make the book uh, even better than what it could be if I, if I just did it on my own. Um, so anyways, that's what I'm looking forward to. I think there's, that, that's the case for, for why an e- email newsletter. Um, so if you've signed up, awesome. Thank you. If, if you're interested in signing up, super easy. Just go to seanblanc.net slash newsletter. It's right there. It's called The Fight Spot. And uh, I'm, I'm actually going to be sending out in the next day. Uh, I might send out this evening, possibly tomorrow, depending on how time allows. Uh, the table of contents, the first table of contents, kind of first look at what's in store with the Power of Focus Life and what's, what's going to be in there. And I'd love to get your guys' feedback on that. Um, you know, what am I missing? What, what, what's, you know, what are your biggest challenges when it comes to diligence or focus or procrastination and things like that? Um, I've got a bunch of topics lined up for the, the, the email newsletter. And then also I'll be, you know, posting those on SeanBlanc.net. So looking forward to that. Um, and then Wednesdays is the day the newsletter go out on Wednesdays. Um, so that, that's kind of the, the, the start. We'll see, you know, you just figure out, right? You start with one bad idea, you roll it out, and then you see how it goes, uh, and you build from there. So anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, sorry the show was a little bit late this week, but better late than never. Uh, and and I will see you on, on Friday for Fighting Weekly Briefly as uh, normally planned. Uh, in the meantime, have a great one. God bless.